Okay, Bokar Tov, everybody. So, uh, in the next section we're going to study in Siftei Chaim, we're going to discuss a little bit of um, a, maybe a dichotomy or a tension that exists within the world of training for character, train, within training for character. So, Rabbi Friedlander has the following point, okay? So he says, As we've explained so far, the intellect explaining to somebody that they need to be generous or explaining to somebody that they uh, should not be arrogant or that they should not have um, desire for the possessions of other people or not be constantly running after wealth, just explaining it to them is not enough. Is not enough. The, the mind cannot convince a person. The Character traits are very often irrational. They're not governed by reason. It's not that a person has a certain understanding, a certain intellectual understanding, and therefore his midot naturally follow through. When a person is arrogant, it's not a function because he's rationalized. Arrogance makes sense. When a person is constantly running after money, it's not because he or she has rationalized that that's the most logical way or that's the most reasonable way to live one's life. So rather, they're a function of imagination, the way we think about things. So he says, Hakavod, for example, Hakavod, honor. What, what changes within a person inherently whether or not they will show him honor or not? But nevertheless, a person enjoys kavod. Kavod is not a rational thing. It's not a logical thing that it makes sense that a person gets kavod or doesn't get kavod or wants kavod or doesn't want kavod, wants honor or doesn't want honor. It's a, it's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's, it's, uh, it's, or imagination. It's something within the person, but it's not logical or reasonable. Same thing when it comes to running after wealth. Is there really happiness within wealth? It's not true. Even if a person who's wealthy doesn't have, and this is what he explains, even if a person who's wealthy doesn't have the same worries as a poor person, but he has other problems, he has other worries. As we learn, somebody who has more money has more worries. So the, his problems, he hasn't gotten rid of his problems. It's not logical or rational. If a person would, if we could argue that if he Gets has a lot of money, so then he won't have any more problems. So, okay, so then it makes sense. It's logical and reasonable that he wants to run after money. And then we would have a logical conversation with him whether or not it makes sense. But if the reasoning is not logical, because it doesn't make any sense, so perhaps it's because he wants to feel good, he, he has, or he has certain imaginations about what he will be like if he has certain amounts of money. So that can't be dealt with using logic or reasoning. Ki kol this is a fascinating, fascinating concept that he quotes here from Mechtav Melia, which is um, Rav Dessler, which I believe was uh, Rabbi Freelander was a student of Rav Dessler's. So he says that all the desires that we have for things in this world where do they come from? Where do they flow from? They come from the person, the fact that a person feels a need to quiet, to try to silence the, his, the feeling of emptiness he has within himself, the fact that he feels within himself that something is missing by trying to replace that empty thing with the physical pursuits of this world. There's something that's lacking within him, something that's missing, he feels something is missing, 
And he says here that what's that missing thing? It's Ra'av Ruchani. There's a spiritual, there's something spiritual within the person that's missing, that's lacking. So what does he do? So he needs to fill it. So what does he do? He fills it with Olam Hazeh. He fills it with the pleasures of this world. But the truth is that the pleasures of this world are, don't fulfill that need. So therefore he's never really satisfied. If you can't fulfill an emotional, spiritual need with physical pleasure. You can't use food or money or other types of desires and lusts that people have to fulfill a spiritual, emotional, psychological need that's within the person. It's not, it's not going to, the, the, the spirit is not, is not going to be satisfied. And much of this necessarily is limited to uh, religious things. It could be also other types of spirit, whether it's relationships, whether it's emotions, whether it's other uh, parts of a person's personality that are imbalanced that are the need to be worked on, and he tries to fix it with the physical world, but it's not going to work. So he says, so this is all part of his explanation that the, the desires that a person has are not necessarily rational. So if a person is living in the world of imagination, that he thinks that another car, that a, a, a fancier house, that uh, better, uh, fancier, more luxurious food, he thinks all these things are going to fulfill the void that he feels within himself. It's, it's all imagination. So uh, you can't deal with such a person on a, on a rational, logical plane. So he says, Ikar hana'ato, it's a very fascinating idea. He says, the actual hana'ah that he has, the, the enjoyment, the pleasure that he has, is, is the chase. And every freelander uh, continues, he has a hundred, he wants two hundred. So even though he has the two hundred, he's not going to be satisfied because now he wants four hundred. So what, what's this similar to? So he quotes the Vilna Gaon, who writes in, one, in his famous Yigarit Hagrad, the famous letter of the, of the Vilna Gaon, what is this similar to? To somebody who drinks salty water. <laughs> so the more he drinks, so the more thirsty he becomes. So the same thing, a person who has this void within him and he tries to fill that void with the material world, so he's never going to be satisfied. Right, so this is what we've been developing over the course of the last few shiurim. So how do we respond to this? How do we relate to this? So we have to do action. We can't use logic. We can't use reason. We can't use understanding. As we mentioned, and until these things become tevasheni, uh, they become habitual, they become part of his nature, they become natural to a person, right? But that comes through behavior because we can't do it through rationalization. Okay? So we're going to uh, pause here for now, but in the next year, Bezra Hashem, we will discuss the, the, uh, the other side of the coin is that if a person just creates habit and does, only creates behavior, but with no content behind it, so then when the context is removed, so then the behaviors don't stay, right? Somebody who, the, the mashal he gives, which we'll go over this, Mr. Hashem, uh, in the next year, is a person who's a soldier for 25 years, and every day he has a very, very rigid schedule, and he walks in a certain way, he talks in a certain way, he acts in a certain way, right? So after 25 years, he leaves the jail, he leaves the prison, he leaves, I'm sorry, he leaves the, the army service, and in a couple of days, he goes back to the way he was before. So why didn't he really absorb the meaning? Why didn't he really absorb the behaviors? Why did they go away so quickly? So that's what we have to talk about in the next year. How, to, how we have to balance the behaviors with um, other things as well in order to make sure that the midotovot are not just behavioral, but they actually become part of us and they stick with us and they stay with us and they become part of who we are as well. Okay, have a wonderful day everybody. Kol Tuv.